A reading from the book of Joshua. Joshua gathered together all the tribes of Israel at Shechem and addressed them, saying, Fear the Lord and serve him completely and sincerely. Cast out the gods your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If it does not please you to serve the Lord, decide today whom you will serve the gods your fathers served beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose country you are dwelling. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. But the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord for the service of other gods. For it was the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt out of a state of slavery. He performed those great miracles before our very eyes and protected us along our entire journey and among all the peoples through whom we passed. At our approach, the Lord drove out all the peoples, including the Amorites who dwelt in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. Joshua, in turn, said to the people, You may not be able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God who will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If after the good he has done for you, you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, he will do evil to you and destroy you. But the people answered Joshua, We will still serve the Lord. Joshua therefore said to the people, You are your own witnesses that you have chosen to serve the Lord. They replied, We are indeed. Joshua continued, Now therefore put away the strange gods that are among you and turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. Then the people promised Joshua, We will serve the Lord our God and obey his voice. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and made statutes and ordinances for them at Shechem, which he recorded in the book of the law of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak that was in the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, This stone shall be our witness, for it has heard all the words which the Lord spoke to us. It shall be a witness against you, should you wish to deny your God. Then Joshua dismissed the people, each to his own heritage. After these events, Joshua, son of Nun, servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. Verbum Domini. You are my inheritance, O Lord. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, my Lord, are you. O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup. You it is who hold fast my lot. You are my inheritance, O Lord. I bless the Lord who counsels me. Even in the night, my heart exalt, exhorts me. 
I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. You You will show me the path to life, fullness of joys in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. Dominos vobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii secundum Mateum. Children were brought to Jesus that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Let the children come to me, and do not prevent them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After he placed his hands on them, he went away. Verbum Domini. like to invite those listening a week away next Saturday is the EWTN family celebration, especially for those of you who are living here in Birmingham, who are residents in Birmingham that don't live too far away from the BJCC Center. Downtown is going to be a really blessed event, an EWTN family celebration. It's an all-day event, and the friars will be there although we'll probably be in the confessional like most times. Um, but uh, be a great thing to do if you don't have any plans already. Uh, I invite you to come to the EWTN family celebration to 
celebrate this 42nd anniversary of the founding of EWTN going into the thir um, 43rd year of EWTN next Saturday from 8 until about 5. And then afterwards, there's going to be a Eucharistic procession through the streets of Birmingham. And that in itself is going to be something to see and something to partake in. Not just the Mass, but to have Jesus himself truly present in the Blessed Sacrament processing through the streets of Birmingham. You know, and just knowing kind of the history of Birmingham and knowing what took place in Birmingham all throughout you know, these years, the civil rights movement, to have the, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, processing through these streets is even more powerful, I believe. So you're welcome to come next Saturday. The successor to Moses, Joshua, gathered all the tribes of Israel and prepared them to renew the covenant with the Lord. The open lines of his address tell us of the importance of deciding and adhering to the covenant, making a decision and really sticking to it, adhering to it stronger than glue. He says, fear the Lord and serve him completely and sincerely. Cast out the gods of your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If it does not please you to serve the Lord, decide today whom you will serve. The gods your fathers served beyond the river of the gods of the Amorites in whose country you are dwelling. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Remember growing up on our front doorway, one of those little door knockers. I had a, when I was looking over these readings last night, I almost had a picture of our front door at New Freedom, Pennsylvania. And in the middle of our front door, we had one of those door knockers. And it said that verse, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And that's what people saw when they came up to the Zeller clan, the Zeller household. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And deciding to follow the Lord is a choice that is renewed often, very often. Salvation can be lost. Salvation can be trampled upon, turned against. We can turn against the Lord, away from the Lord, and wander back into false lands or idols and make our home with them. We can make our dwelling place and abide with idols. We always need to come back to the fact of who we really belong to. Why were we created? And whose do we belong? We belong to the Lord. And we are his. And this is a decision that we make really every day. It could be an act of the will. Every day to choose to believe. Even before you get out of bed in the morning. To choose this day to believe. Lord, I turn to you. 
I make you my home. Joshua made sure the people of Israel knew the seriousness of the covenant. Joshua instructs the people of Israel of the gravity of this decision after they make a promise that they will serve the Lord. These are strong words. You may not be able to serve the Lord, he says, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God who will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If after the good he has done for you, you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, he will do evil to you and destroy you. They're very strong words. That's why we always need to stay in friendship with God, to stay in the state of grace. That's what the state of grace is, friendship with God. Fidelity to the Lord is serious. When we decide to follow Christ, it can't be half-hearted with one foot in his kingdom and one foot in our kingdom, so to speak. The gospel says that parents brought their children to the Lord Jesus that he might lay his hands on them. Perhaps these parents heard our Lord teaching about who was the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus called over a child and placed it in their midst and said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. This is just one chapter before the gospel today. When Jesus lays his hands on the children, Jesus is always teaching throughout the gospels of the importance of being like a child, of having complete dependency like a child does, complete trust as a child does. One of our employees just gave birth to twins thanks be to God, last week. And just to see the utter dependency of these twins and pray for them. I believe they're being released today or tomorrow from the NICU unit. But just, just to see that they were completely dependent, even in, not just upon the parents, but upon the staff, the doctors feeding tubes because they were born a little bit early they can't do much for themselves. They completely rely on others for assistance, for help. Do we have that type of dependency? It's a good meditation. When I came in to visit them to bless these children and just to see their utter total dependency upon those taking care of them. You might say that these parents in the gospel recognized the lordship of Jesus when they brought their children to him. Parents do not surrender their children over to anyone. Why? 
because your children are your most prized possessions. And you recognize the lordship of Jesus and what Jesus has to offer these children, which is everything, salvation. A Christian, Christian parents might even say something like this, our children don't belong to us. Our children have been entrusted to us by the hand of the Lord, given over to us, as is said, on borrowed time. We don't own them like possessions, but we are given them as a privilege, given them as a privilege of guiding them and instructing them in faith and virtue. Any parent recognizes this, that their children are a gift, a gift from God. And by parents bringing their children to church, they are offering their precious children to the Lord. They are bringing them up to serve God, to know God, that they might offer their lives in sacrifice to God. Parents are the first witnesses and the first teachers of the faith to their children. They are bringing what is most precious to Jesus and surrendering them over to the Lordship of Christ. Husband and wife, in bringing their children in proximity to Jesus, offer and desire to offer back to God what they have been entrusted with. Christian parents can teach the world so much about what matters in life, what truly matters in life. And Christian parents bring their children to church. It's such a beautiful act of faith when Christian parents bring their children to the font of baptism. And the church asks the questions, what do you desire for this child? Faith, baptism, eternal life, entrance into the church. It's the greatest gift a parent could ever give their child is that gift of faith. Sowing that seed of faith that lasts. The Lord Jesus has taught us primarily in his own life by becoming one of us in his incarnation, in becoming a little child, in becoming a little baby. He descended from the eternity and became a child. God the Son took on a human nature, and his own parents, the Virgin Mary and St. Joseph, took him to the temple after his birth in accordance with the law of Moses, to be offered back to God. So Jesus himself, by his life, models for us the way in which to live, the way in which parents hand their children over to God, to consecrate them to God, to give them back to God as an offering. The Lord shows us in the gospel that children have a definitive and important role in the kingdom of God. 
This should give great comfort to parents, especially parents who have lost children, whether in miscarriage, infancy, or other serious losses. Jesus draws near to you in your agony, in your pain. Jesus draws near to those who grieve. It's very clear in the Gospels that the Lord Jesus has a special place in his heart for the poor, the orphan, the abandoned, the widow, and the sick. That is, those who recognize their own poverty, those who recognize their own need for salvation. That's what true poverty of spirit is. Recognizing that I need a savior. Recognizing that I can't save myself. Opening up our hearts and being truly poor. St. Therese says, remain always little and poor in order to expect everything from God. Remain always little and poor and expect everything from God. Expect nothing from yourself, in other words. Expect everything from the good God who desires to give all that is good. And she says, he has in fact created the child who knows nothing and can make only feeble cries. It is to hearts such as these that he stoops. Only a child can cry out in a feeble way when the child needs something. All throughout the day, even at night, parents know this the best. When they cry out, I need something. Do we, in a way, in our faith, like this child, cry out to God as if we really need him to rescue us. It is to such as hearts of these that he stoops, that God stoops down to us, that God comes to us. As Joshua called back Israel to the covenant, Jesus continues to speak in his church and to call people back to make a choice, to make a choice to follow him. And this is a choice that we have to make every day. May we have the grace to make that definitive choice, that grace to sustain us in that choice.